Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talk It Up MTG. I'm your host, Zoe. And this is Rob. And I didn't completely fuck up that intro this time. Woo! <laughs> He's getting there, folks. He's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> and today, we, the topic of discussion for today's Talk It Up MTG is mutate, which will hopefully not be as a long of a discussion as it was with uh, uh, Companions last time. Which, to be fair, though, Companions, there's a lot of shit to unpack with them, though, in yes. general. I feel like it was fair for this game-breaking mechanic that we spend a little extra time on it. It's Just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And now we get into another... Well, I don't think this will be as game-breaking, but oh, hell no. it is definitely showing itself as something that I'm that I like and it's starting to put up numbers. It's not yeah, as like even like decks that don't necessarily aren't even about mutate are splashing in some uh, certain like mutate cards here and there for mm-hmm. to help with like aggro or to help with like whatever. So it's like they're putting it work. They're good they're good utilization. They're in the in the Andrea Mangucci was um his Simic mutate deck is all the big rage right now. Um Migratory Great Horn is amazing. It's a rampant growth that also turns your one one flying life linker into a three four flying life linker. It's effective. I really like this card. <laughs> um, God, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good mutate cards and a lot of bad mutate cards. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and this this is the this is the issue of like the color pie and honestly, what kind of decks are really available right now to run. Um, if you're right now, the mana across standard and is pretty, actually not even pretty. It's really good. Um, paradise Druid gives you mana of any color. Um, Leafkin Druid. And hell, like Paradise Druid has the additional thing of hexproof when it's not tapped. Yes. And that's been super that that is a whole another thing I'm going to get into, especially with mutate. Yeah. Um, is hexproof because hexproof is a it, it's it's almost essential. Um, yeah, but you were saying paradise druid and uh, but you have paradise Leaf druid. You have druid? Le- leafkin druid will give you okay. yeah. If you have four more creatures, um, it'll tap for two green instead of the one. Okay, that's. That that's and, value. Yeah, it's all. There's a lot of mana doubling. There's a lot of you have Nissa who shakes the world, who will just double all your mana. Mixed blue yeah. ancient triples, however much your permanents would tap. So we've seen. I've seen people who've been tapping like two forests for two hundred mana a piece. What the fuck? In standard, 
it, this is the this is the kind of shit I have not like heard of in standard <laughs> for any standard that I've ever seen or observed like here and there. I've never seen mana like that be possible. Yeah. Like it's just been oh that is that is insane. It's madness right now. And honestly, it's along with the companions, it's why the companions are so good. Um because you're able to consistently drop Umori on turn three. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I've missed a t- um if I have Paradise Druid in my hand and two lands. That third one's typically coming, and I'm dropping Umori, and everything will cost one less at that point. But I mean, shit, even if you don't have that third land, Paradise Druid is still going to do some work for you. Exactly. Um, Which, yeah, will bring me back to where we were with Mutate. Um, Because, yeah, we have... Paradise Druid will come in untapped, um, and as long as it's untapped, it gets hexproof. Yes. Now, there's only one current mutator that offers hexproof, and that is Majestic Oricorn, um, unless oh, you're man. unless you're splashing into uh, black, I believe. Or, um, but there just isn't a lot of good vigilance creatures out there right now. Okay. Um, and I'm not, and barely any hexproofers, and any, and all the hexproof creatures besides Paradise Druid are five mana, six mana. You're looking at No Hide Ferox um, at four, but even that is hard to get to, and hard to work. So it's. It could be a very, very good mechanic if left unchecked. In the fair games, Mutate is fantastic. Um, You have uh, Auspicious Sterix is is five mana. And if you mutate it, it's six mana. And for every time that that creature has mutated, Auspicious Sterix will reveal... Um, permanents from the top of your library um, and all of those permanents go on the battlefield. Yeah. Specifically, whenever it mutates, you exile cards from the top of your library until you exile X number of permanents where X is the number of times it's mutated, then you put those permanents on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And it recognizes That's- everything beforehand, too. God, that is just... I've, um, it can immediately turn the tide of a game. There's been a couple of times when I've been uh, completely behind on the board and all I had was literally just Healer's Hawk and then I top deck Auspicious Sterix late game. I put that on it. First off, the Healer's Hawk itself becomes a 6-6 flying lifelink, which already... Solid stats, and yeah. then it'll mutate. I flip it over. Um, I ended up getting Uro. Uro came in. Um, I got to play two more. I got to play two lands that turn. 
and I ended up casting uh, Parcel Beast to mutate onto um, Umor, I mean, onto uh, the Sterix, which is a blue and a green. And honestly, another great mutator because any cheap mana mutates are fantastic. Um, I got that on it, then it triggers twice with the Sterix. So I ended up getting, I believe it was a um, Archipelago and a Volpakeet, um, two other mutate creatures. But it just steamrolls, and it just grinds out value. God, yeah. It just seems like, because I was looking over some of the, um, I just, because initially when I did my research, I just looked at decks that had the apexes and the rares, which was a total of 10 cards in them. And even like some of those decks were interesting that used just those 10 cards. But even just looking, but you really have to look outside the mythics and the rares to really see more of the value of mutate as a mechanic. Because you look at especially the uncommons, like I, I, it's like that is just some good ass shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, um. Yeah, uncommons. You have um, Volpa Keep will give you flying. Um, the Sea Dasher Octopus has proven itself to be great in. Honestly, in any deck I consider running blue. Um, oh my god, that it makes anything it turns anything Whoa. into a curiosity. Yeah. Draw yeah, all the no, colors. That is... Oh my god. Oh my god. What the f- oh <laughs> damn. Oh, let me I open your world. How good of a freaking I didn't realize because C Dash for the just for people who don't know. It's a one and two blue for a two-two with flash, but it also has the mutate cost of one and a blue, but it has flash, and whatever this creature does, can't combat damage to a player, draw a card. So you can just flash mutate this in as you're dealing damage, and have your like big ass creature after it's like during the damage step, add this on there, and like oh look, I get to draw a card now. (laughs) It is. Oh my god. Quick. It's flash value. Mutate. Yeah, flat the flash mutators. There's another one in Pouncing Shore Shark that has been absolutely incredible in my deck. It is uh five mana, four and a blue. It has flash. And for each time it's mutated, it um returns a um creature to the owner's hand. It is yeah. quick no, bounce. That is good. And it makes the creature a 4-3. Just honestly, everything about the mutate mechanic makes it's built for um it's built for those pump-up decks. A deck that I actually would love yeah. to see run it is uh the boggles in modern. 
I feel like I feel oh, like there God. could be a bo- a boggle deck using the mutate mechanic. Bro, b- boggles. You don't need to make them more powerful. Boggles <laughs> already kind of just fuck everything up. Uh, well, isn't it great? And there's even there's one creature I'm looking at in particular. It doesn't have mutate, but it is a big mutate supporter. Hollywog symbiote. Absolutely. Yep. It um it's one in a blue for a one three frog. Each creature spell you cast costs one less to cast if it has mutate. Whenever you cast a creature spell, if it has mutate, draw a card and discard a card. And of course, you gotta love that its alternate art, card art is Baby Godzilla. <laughs> I know, isn't it adorable? It's <laughs> it's it's giving it, it's adorable as it's making your mutate <laughs> cost less. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now I will say there is one downside to Polywalk Symbiote, which I didn't well, notice at first. Um, yes, because it is a must-account mechanic. Yeah, it's draw then discard. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you have to draw and discard, that's why it's really good if you put a a good thing to think about while you're building your own deck is utilizing those cards in your graveyard because mm-hmm. um, in removal heavy matches, your mutate cards will die often and having them all on just that one creature means that you're going to end up with three, four creatures in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. It, it does hurt. Um, I I mitigated it by adding Uro to my deck. Um, Uro Titans of Nature's Wrath is three mana. It's a six six, and when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card, gain three life, and you put a land onto the battlefield from your hand. Um, but the escape is really worth it. Um, two green, two blue, and you bring it back from your graveyard. Um, and it stays this time. Oh. So being, and you can do that as many times as you want. You just yeah. have to exile five cards in your graveyard every time. Gosh. So, but I mean, it, it, it would make it to where you're, when you're discarding because of Polywalk Symbiote, it actually makes those, gives those cards in your graveyard a little bit extra. Exactly. Usage. You you have to give yourself life because that is one thing I have noticed is um, unless you're running black, there really is no efficient way to bring those cards back from your graveyard. Yeah. Um. So once you once you mutate, they're done. Um. So keep that in mind while you if um if you use the mutate mechanic in the future. Any right. players out there listening? Um, but you yeah. Larry. <laughs> but if you look at something, one deck that is using the graveyard that is mutate that's very strong is this soul tie list. I will share the screen with you, Zoe. And possibly you fans 
but probably not because I am ugly. There we are. But yes. So this is another mutate list that I've been looking at. Um, this is the Nagro list using Brokos, Apex of Forever. Yeah, I just find, I'm sorry, I just find it funny that the only instant sorcery anything is Growth Spiral. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you need. That's all you need, really. <laughs> well, again, talking about, talking about mana accelerants, the Growth Spiral, another amazing mana excel. Yeah, card. Blue, blue and a green, draw a card. If it's a land, you can put it out. Boom. Simple. Nope. Yeah, and it's not even if it's a land. If you have a land in your hand at all, you can just put it out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just like, oh, oh yeah, like, what are, you, what are you talking about one land per turn? Yeah, there's a lot of degeneracy with all of the <laughs> mana that we can produce now in standard. It's It's, it's going to be so sad when... By the time I get to Arena, these, some of these cards are going to be rotated out because um, I was realizing what's going to get rotated out in Standard is going to be a lot of the Ravnica stuff. Yeah, it's going to be everything up to M20, correct? I believe so. I think, I think M20 is safe, but it would be everything before that. So... For what I remember, yeah, Dominaria gone. Yeah, Dom- Dominaria definitely gone. Um, Honestly, a good thing because fuck the fairy. <laughs> and then, well, yeah. Well, then more of the spark. Fuck that to fairy. Uh, yeah, that to fairy too. God, to fairy in general. <laughs> sorry, but yeah, as a black the, man, I love you, but you're Look, you're my on, one. Dude. Have, have less broken cards, man. Come on. Come on. I, I love it, though. I mean, I will say, just off off topic, Bravo Wizards are making one of the most powerful, you know, men in all of magic, you know, someone for the culture. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, it, it is very much Wakanda. appreciated to have that diversity instead of all just, like, older white dudes or younger white dudes or... Hey, look, there's some white women. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Wizards is number one, in my opinion, as far as companies who really look to be diverse. Oh, yeah. No, they do. Um, you I, have, I could definitely see it. I mean, they had one of the first gay couples in uh, Kineos and uh, Tira. Yep, I remember that. You see them holding them hands. <laughs> um, yeah, bravo, bravo, wizards. Yeah, we've had transgenders. But, uh, yep, with Alicia. Mm-hmm. But sorry, off topic again. <laughs> yeah, off topic. Getting back on topic. So this um, full tie list, which so, has yes. a drop of red in it. <laughs> Just a drop for Aluna Apex of Wishes, which for the mutate cost, it is three and hybrid red and green and then two blue. 
That's why they can yeah. get away with playing it in this deck because they do not have to pay that red cost. Okay, that that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and whenever whenever it mutates, exile cards on the top of your library until you exile a non-land permanent, and you put that card onto the battlefield or into your hand. So, I mean, why why would it ever be in your hand <laughs> if it's a permanent? <laughs> I mean, think about it like this. This gives you the option to mutate with a Luna. Let's say you get something like a Gem Razor, which is one and two green, and whenever it mutates, destroy target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls. Now, so we've kind of so we've kind of gone this deep into it, but just for people who may have maybe may have it a little confused, mute, how mutate works in general is that you will have an alternate mutate cost for these creatures, usually cheaper, but sometimes more expensive, depending on the card and what it does. And when you mutate, you basically are merging it, merging it with another card. If whatever card's on top is going ha- to be the power and toughness for the merged creature, and then it's going to have the effect, the abilities of everything, of all the cards on top and underneath. You know, so yes. just a brief... <laughs> Just a brief explanation of what mutate is. Yes, thank you for doing that. You know, I always yeah. I oh, I yeah, forget no, stuff in the good. intro. <laughs> and I actually uh looked up the rulings and it is to where the merged creature is treated as is treated as, as one creature, which I figured. But if it gets bounced to your hand, all of everything gets bounced to your hand. If everything if they all get put to the top if it's if it gets put to the top of the library they all get whatever. So they're basically treated as, like, whenever they move to whatever zone, they move to that zone together, which is not how I thought it was going to work. I thought it was going to be, like, if they bounce it to your hand, it would just be the top card, then the rest would go to the graveyard or something like that. But no, wherever they go, whenever the merged stack of merged creature with the stack of whatever cards gets moved to whatever zone, they all go to that same zone. Yes, it, this is where they differ from, if you remember back in the original Theros, we had the bestow mechanic. Yeah, um, bestow. Well, that was more like an aura. Yes, and it was treated as an aura. These are not treated yeah. as auras, they are all one. Every creature that is mutated becomes all one creature, which... Yeah has its benefits and drawbacks in and of itself. Um, (laughs) But I'll tell you a secret with them in a second. Um, But to get back to Gem Razor. Oh, yes. As I said, let's say it says destroy target artifact or enchantment. Let's say that you are facing somebody and you do, and they have something like a fires of invention on the other side of the board, which... Mm. Fires of Invention is four mana and um, however many um, lands you have, you may drop two spells this turn for free equal to the number of lands you control. Yeah. Um, Now, that is in most most decks almost game-ending in and of itself with that card. 
Um, with Gemraiser, you and if you were to reveal it off of Aluna, you want to be able to put that back into your hand so you can then mutate it onto Aluna, which will give you not just the destruction of his enchantment, but then also triggers Aluna again, which will reveal yeah, because it mutated. <laughs> exactly. The cycle continues. Uh, <laughs> whenever I get into arena I might do like I might try to do like a mono green version of it with like Mori as the companion in the sideboard very just very good deck. Creature deck just have it be a creature deck just creature mutated here we go just mono basically mo basically mono green <laughs> you, you'd be very surprised it's a very strong mechanic and it gives creature. I've always loved creature-based ideas for decks. I just they're just never strong enough for standard. But now we're yeah, at a standard, standard that is all creatures. Yeah, because the last time I tried to be really be in standard was when uh, Rise of Aldrazi was a thing, and that mm. was also Ugh. like uh, when I was I was because I was playing mono black vampires. At that time, which <laughs> and it was a it was a it was a standard deck. I won't say that it was good, but <laughs> uh, I went up. But one of the one of the first games I did I had was against a mono red deck that used the mono red shrine. Use the mono red shrine. Oh, that whenever you like, you like basically once you sack it, you deal whatever damage equal to the counters on it. Yeah, you get counters on it every time you play red spells. So he would do. It, it was just it was just a fucked up kind of deck. You shrine up, of Burning Rage, by the way. Yeah, Shrine of Burning Rage. Fuck that card. Because <laughs> yeah, I faced off against that deck with my mono black vampires trying to dirtle along here with like the slightly higher mana costs, and I, I didn't know how to build decks back then. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to play vampires, man. That's all I wanted. And then I tried making red black vampires when Innistrad was a thing, and that was absolute crap. <laughs> The thing about yeah, we're, <laughs> vampires is so much fun, but it's just never been. I could even fathom to make work. <laughs> yeah, so I but tried. <laughs> but and but it seems like a standard now, thanks to mutate and thanks to decks like this, we can like us creature us, us creature deck folk can actually make the, these kinds of decks possible and have them be decently viable. Yes. Like normally you only have the main the main creature deck you can do is human. One key is that you can't actually do a um everything that you target with the mutate has to be on non-humans. That is a specification. Um oh, that sucks. <laughs> but yes and no. I can't um, mutate my humans, man. I can't make them into monstrosities. <laughs> nah, stay you. But I will say this. Paradise Druid is an elf druid. 
It is not a human. We have... Oh, um, boy. Healer's Hawk is not a human. We have Mysterious Egg is a fantastic one drop that says oh, whenever God, this creature just... mutates, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And it is a zero two to start. So that's it, just, That is just too good. It's very nice. And as long as you can evade shock for like one for like the first two turns um you can typically get this up to a five five by turn three without much problem at all so wait when you mutate with it even if it's not the top card it still gets the plus and plus one counters right and it still keeps them on there because it's one creature once it mutates right exactly oh my god <laughs> Turn one mysterious egg into turn two parcel beast. Very strong hand. I was looking at that card earlier and I'm like, yes, please. That's good mana Excel. Yes. And just for that alone, I might just make it a Simic deck. It does its work. Trust me. Um, You can pay one and tap it to look at the top card of your library. And you may put that card onto the battlefield if it's a land otherwise it goes into your hand so you're either drawing a card or getting a land for free for one mana and i started testing out zerda the dawn waker in my bant mutate list Mm -hmm. and um which says that it gives all activated abilities um cost two less yeah, and it can't make them cost any uh, one less. Oh, it can't make them cost anything less than one. Yes. So it's been it's been helping me out getting in the unblockable damage and um getting parcel beast just faster. But everything is very well put together as far as the creature base for mutate um and they are diverse creatures and you can't run so it does make it hard to be able to do everything with um all mutate but just getting like three ofs and four ofs you're good to go you don't really have to think too much building the decks with these Right. You just have to be able to to... Right. So it's not like it's not so it's not so you wouldn't even say like it's not even just specific um mutate cards you would have to use like as a like for any deck. It's just you just kind of feel it out almost. Yeah. Um I wanted to I wanted to have that diversity and options, so I'm running pretty much two ofs of everything in my deck, but that's just because I wanted a varied amount because I am running only creatures. Right. But a lot of these decks, you'll see four four Powerful Beast, four Migratory Great Horn. Um, Trumpeting Gnar is also very strong. Um, whenever yeah, this, I saw that effect. <laughs> mm-hmm, whenever it mutates, you get a 3-3 three, three Beast. Now, it does cost five to mutate itself, 
So my recommendation is you play it for the three cost instead, and then just mutate everything onto it. It'll get everything. Yeah, no, that that would make sense. That that make more sense to play it first and then have something mutate onto it. Mm-hmm. And hell, you still got to get that effect since it mutates when you mutate onto it. So I mean, yeah, why not? Absolutely. Um, so what would you say are the strongest colors for mutate right now? For me personally, I will say that probably blue, well, blue, green are for sure the top two. Black right. is black and white are a close three and four. They're pretty much tied. Um, green's number one, blue's number two, black, white, and then red, in my opinion, got a bit hosed as far as mutate mechanic, <laughs> as far as the mutate creatures go. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a dinosaur that has reach that will let you draw and discard a card whenever you more, um, whenever you mutate. Um, yeah. there's a Everquill Phoenix. There is the Everquill Phoenix, which is, well, it's another it, it it's another Phoenix in the deck. Honestly, yeah. I, I I this is me personally. I dealt with a lot of. Uh, I personally love watching MTG Goldfish, and he's one of my favorite streamers, and I have seen him time and time again get beat down by the same arc life phoenix over and over oh over. oh that's just arc light phoenix man like that <laughs> yeah it's it's turned it's burned me from liking phoenixes in general now <laughs> <laughs> but i mean everquill phoenix is pretty good it's regular cost is two and two red for a four four flyer it mutate for three and a red Whenever it mutates, create a red artifact token named Feather with the effect. Tap one, sacrifice Feather. Return target Phoenix card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm not going to say it's not good. It is very, really good. And that's why I don't like it. <laughs> 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 it's like, God damn. Let me have some fun here. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the the red or the splash red, and they they are kind of they 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 did kind of get shafted a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Well, Regal Leosaur actually looks pretty good though. Regal Leosaur is one that I've only played against it once, so I didn't really get to see it do much. Well, then again, that's only that boost is only until end of turn anyway. So I mean. Here, let, let's take, let's give it its fair review again. Let's see. Regal Leosaur. Regular cost, red and a blue, or red and a white for a 2-2. Two, two. Mutate for one red or white hybrid mana. For, well, red, one and two red or white hybrid mana. Whenever this creature mutates, other creatures you control get plus two, plus one until end of turn. Yes, it, it is... Yeah, and I really do like that they've included a lot of pump in um, in this set. 
I will say if you want to do, if you're looking to pump up your creatures, here, let me show you another creature instead. In Have you seen Porcupine real quick? <laughs> <laughs> okay. My God. Three in the red for a 3 4 bird beast. You take for two in a red. You tap it. This creature deals X damage to any target where X is the number of times it's, it's mutated. I just had to get that out there because holy shit, that is just so funny and dirtily. <laughs> yeah. I, all right. Porky Parrot. I mean, how could you not love it's that name? Parrot. I mean, <laughs> it's <laughs> just, beautiful. That, it's just, it's just, it's so beautifully dumb. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen the um, the special art that they did? I was I was looking at that art, that special art for Porky Parrot, and that just mm -hmm. <laughs> that's my favorite of all of the all of the looks, showcase it arts. So, God, it just looks so menacing, but so silly. <laughs> it's so amazing. Let me get your soul. <laughs> it's got the quills on its head and back, and it's got like the quills like on its arms, like it, they're like arm blades or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's such a. I I love everything about. It. I would love to get that on a playmat. Actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, the regular art. The regular art's okay. <laughs> yeah. But that, that art is exclusively beautiful. And let me show uh, you. That's... So um, going back to the, uh, to the Regal Leosaur. Yeah. I feel like this is actually the better tiger. I mean, the better cat to run between the two. Is it, that a is fucking Hunt altar Huntmaster Liger? No, in that Google I, search. There yeah. was a fucking altar of the fucking Tiger King. It's, I fucking care with that show right now, dude. There it is. I haven't. I have not started it yet, and I don't I'll admit that it's not a protest. I, I just can't. I fucking don't. <laughs> I gotta take a picture of this just to hold on to for life. Who would do this? Who would do this like that? Who would do this to themselves? You have to. It's no, you don't though. Perfect. This guy like this guy like fucking attempted to murder people and shit. Oh <laughs> uh, no. He's still not as bad as that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> Oh, I mean, she's man. doing good, all things considered. Okay, we're getting way off topic here. Yes. <laughs> let's go. Yes. Let's bring it back. Because while that's an amazing altar of this of the card that I'm um, looking at right here, I definitely um, love the King Caesar art of Huntmaster Liger. It yeah, is, no, that, uh, it is so good. It is the card that the Tiger King was. This is also the cat. It is a four <laughs> mana, three, four cat. And it mutates for two and a white. Um, and whenever this creature mutates, other creatures you control get plus X plus X until end of turn. Where X is the number of times this creature has mutated. Okay, so maybe this is a bit better than, than, the, than, the, uh, than the one card we talked about. 
<laughs> yeah, while that one gives it until end of turn, this one remembers how many times that you've mutated. Yeah, so instead of just a static plus two plus one, every time you mutate, this is literally like, okay, I mutated once, plus so it's plus one. Then I mutated twice, so it's plus two. And just like, it just keeps going and going. Mm-hmm. And so this beautiful. is the part it's that beautiful. I... I love the one thing I love about the mutate mechanic is that it is great early game, but even better and honestly at its best late game. Well, yeah, because you could just kind of clutch, attach whatever stuff onto your creatures mm-hmm. in the late game if you have nothing else to do. Yeah, this creature is still just as good on turn 10 as it is on turn 3 because hopefully you've, if you've mutated a couple of times beforehand, let's say you've mutated twice before you've casted Huntmaster Liker. When you mutate that on, for 3 mana, all of your creatures are now going to get plus 3, plus 3 until end of turn. That is God. a 3 mana overrun. And it only gets better with every single one that you add on because mm-hmm. it will remember each one individually. God. Um, you mutate one, king, one Huntmaster Liger on, mutate a second one onto it, it will get plus oh, four, God. and then another plus four. Lord, that just, ooh. I really love this. They, they've put in work. They, I like Wizards taking a real big risk with this. Because, honestly, this could have fallen flat, into, flat on their face. It and could I have mean, been a mechanic that just did nothing. Or, like, how I felt with Bestow, I felt with Bestow that it could have been so much better. And there were some good cards with Bestow. But the thing that held Bestow back so hard was the fact that a majority of the cards, the mana cost was way too high to be, the bestow cost was way too high to be worth it. Yes. Oh, 100%. Like, it wasn't wasn't even, like, sometimes it was way more than the regular creature casting cost, or it just wasn't low enough to justify it being anything. And like I said, there were some good uh, bestow here and there that had decent mana costs, but those are few and far between. And it wasn't enough to make like a bestow deck or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So you think about think about the best the best bestow, bestow creatures they had back then. Um and the fact that they it's a double-edged sword because while you get to keep while the creature drops off and you'll get it on the battlefield after it dies, it isn't a good creature at that point. Yeah. They're not good creatures on their own. And their stats, like a lot of them were all like one ones with flying, uh, two two vigilance, or a one one death toucher. And after it falls off whatever creature you have it, and it's just that, you're kind of just you are so far behind. These yeah, are very, 
the these creatures are very evenly priced they're very evenly costed and they have uh-huh. solid powers and toughness behind them king caesar in Huntmaster liger the three four uh yeah you have auspicious sterix is a six six um six six uh, for six in and of itself yeah you get the bodies yeah. And they're solid beaters. Exactly. And you get the good effects on top of that. So Mutate really was a mechanic. It could have, like you said, it could have really gone south really quickly if they hadn't designed it as well as they did. (laughs) Yeah. If I like what they did. They essentially took, um, I, I don't know if you remember this creature, but we have... The Mimeoplasm, which yeah. was... No, they basically took that and made it a mechanic. Yes. Where it took the two creatures and you exile both of them. You take the power and toughness of one and the ability of the other. And that was a five mana... You don't gotta exile anything. Exactly. All value <laughs> with this. All value. Just that was the one downside of playing Can the Mimeoplasm is because those creatures did exile out of your graveyard. Um, yeah. So you, you had one chance at it. One shot? No, we're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you missed that Stop chance spaghetti. right now. Missed that Stop chance. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it's and I do kind of feel like Red got shafted a little bit because I even was looking at another mutate creature that was Red Blue. Uh, what is it? Lord Dracus. Oh yes. Where one Red Blue for the two for a two three, its mutate cost is two Red or Blue hybrid mana. Whenever it mutates, return target instant or sorcery from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, yeah. I feel like with that and Vadrock, which is the, um, I believe, the uh, Jeskai Apex, mm-hmm. Vadrock Apex of Thunder, which, you know, like I feel like it's just like something you wouldn't make a mutate deck around. And just to refresh people's memories of uh, Vadrock Apex up. of Thunder. There we go. It's a it's a blue red white for a three three flying first strike elemental dinosaur cat. Its mutate cost is one blue white hybrid mana and two red. Whenever it mutates, you may cast target non creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard without paying its mana cost. That you wouldn't you wouldn't really make a mutate deck out of this. No, <laughs> it's just it like would... something where you mutate every now and again just to get that effect, but. Yeah, you, and the, it's the issue with all of the red mutators is that unless you're all in on creatures, it doesn't really do much. Yeah. And like with Vadrock Apex of Thunder, you have Regal Leosaur, you have um, the Porky Parrot. Those all work together. Vadrock 
does not work with them much at all because you have to have instances uh non-creature cards mm -hmm. and if you're running a deck like this you want to be all in on creatures you you like yeah, that, and that and it's like vedrock and the one i already forgot its name the the lord dracus those mm -hmm. two are already not geared towards like a creature-based deck like oh. you would want a mutate deck to be so it just kind of goes against so it's like you said with the red stuff some of it is able to work if you're able to fit red in but at the same time though the red some of the red mutate stuff doesn't seem as worth it as pretty much any of the others <laughs> now where i could see vadrox actually being amazing is in commander yes um, uh, have him as your commander. You just make your deck in almost in like a lot of the uh, three or less non-creature cards, which is very easy to do. <laughs> yes, non-creature you could totally do. Um, and having him as your commander, um, you can bring him out, sack him, bring it back two two extra mana on it. It's a four mana. It's not going to kill you. You'll be able to keep that value going at that point. Yeah, exactly. You just you don't even need to have like other mutate creatures in that commander deck. You could just have Vadrock continually mutate onto whatever creatures there. Mm -hmm. And you effectively kind of don't even need to look at commander attacks because you would just be paying the mutate costs all the time. Now I I actually Oh, I'm not sure on that rule. What is the ruling in regards to um, paying them as your commander or paying the commander tax on mutate? I wouldn't. I wouldn't think there would be commander tax on mutate. It would only be on regular uh, casting costs. It would almost be how uh, What's-His-Face was with his effect, although his effect was specifically the the Bant guy, uh, the Bant bird wizard, where you could tap whatever. Oh, Derevi. Yeah, Derevi. Derevi, the 3-3 three, three flyer, and you can pay one in Bant colors to return it, to put it directly onto the battlefield from the command zone. Yeah, so I mean... Now, that's, but that's the thing. You're putting that one there. This is a call. I mean, this is casting. Hmm. But mutate what? is an alternate cost, though. Look it up. We have, we have time. You guys are here. You guys are just stuck listening to us anyways, so... <laughs> you get to suffer as I look up the, look this up for me. <laughs> how, how does mutate work in... How does mutate work in commander when your mute when your commander has mutate? Work with commander decks. <laughs> but um since the spell is being cast, it is subject to commander decks. Tax. Okay. Oh honestly. damn it. My mutate cast. No. Thank honestly, thank God. <laughs> That ruins the whole point of the the, the, the degeneracy, though. 
it keeps it from being overly degenerate. No, but I want it to be overly degenerate, though. <laughs> oh, God. But you know what? I'm okay with this. No, I honestly am, too, because I would hate to go up against something like that if Mutate wasn't subject to commander tax. <laughs> yeah. The, they will be able to be dropped too quickly, too often, and then they would, in fact, be at companion levels of broken. So, speaking of commander, how how well do you... Like, we can kind of wrap this up with uh, how how well do we think Mutate's going to be able to do in other formats? So, time will tell on this, only because we, I still think we should get, like, we need three more really good mutators to show up to really say that it'll, um, it'll have a footing anywhere, because it is still right. too early to tell, but, um, well, it might have auspicious an Derek's, effect of Pioneer. Yes, it'll 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 have an effect in Pioneer for sure. You have a lot of, um, you have all the creature, you have the mana, you have the creatures, and you have the creatures to put them on, which is the key, mm-hmm. because in order to ca- you have to build your deck in two pieces, because you do need the mutators, but you also need the really tre- cheap creatures. To put them on. Mm-hmm. So you have... Otherwise, how are you going to mutate? Exactly. Um, Death Rise Shaman in, in Modern and in Pioneer busted. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Great one drop. Um, um, and allows you to go turn two um, turn two mutate. With a lot of these, oh, migratory great horn immediately mutate. Um, you can give it flying at that point. You'll be able to all the all the good mutate costs are at three mana as well. Um, so you get you can build a solid deck at turn three. God, now, I, I think I think mutate decks might be able to do something in modern, but I don't. Modern already has such a high power level, and same thing with Legacy. Like, they already have pretty established high power levels for their decks. Very true. And so they might be more of an accessory for some decks than straight up, like, their own thing in those formats, I think. Yeah. it's going. Like I said, we haven't found that one that's going to be overall powerful across the right. board. Um, right. Right now, early front runner for me is Auspicious Sterics, but that is six mana to mutate, so a lot of decks can't get to that. Yeah. Um, you look at... Well, I mean, a modern and legacy, they might be able to. <laughs> exactly, yep. <laughs> um, and then Commander, there's probably going to be a lot of... Uh, People using some of the using the apexes as commanders in different ways, even if it's not just strictly mutate decks like we talked about with Badrock. Um, that they'll they can't they probably will be some decently powerful commanders. 
Now, I've been, um, I've been holding off on saying this fact because it's a very important thing to keep in mind with your mutators, but very important for Commander. Um, because Commander in particular runs the most Blink decks. And uh-huh. Blinking, if you don't know, Exiling a creature and returning it to the battlefield on that turn. There's so many effects that do it. You have Rune of the Hidden Realms, Thassa um, Deep Dwelling also does it. Uh, mm-hmm. Brago, Yorion, wow, which is the new commander. Uh, yeah. I mean, the new companion. But the key mm-hmm. with the mutators is when they return to the battlefield, they do not return mutated. They return to the battlefield. Yes, they return regular and individually. Huh. So each creature will return back to the battlefield as itself. Um, So you'll have your migratory Great Horn, Auspicious Sterix, Great Horn. They're all going to be separate. Right. Now, either you either look at it as a good thing or a bad thing. You build your deck right. You take advantage of that. Um, blink your creatures away to avoid evasion. Bring them back. Now you have a full board of multiple 4-4s four and 3-4s and 6-6s sixes, sixes ready to swing on that next turn. Oh. Um, this, these are all options. The mutate mechanic does give you a lot of possibilities because of how it's run and because of how it works. Right. So let your mind run wild and have fun with it because I sure as hell am. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think once I know for me for sure there might be some commander tinkering with some of these guys, but definitely I might try uh, once I once I get my gear going again uh and playing and i start playing arena i'm definitely gonna consider <laughs> mutate as a possible standard idea it the, there there's new decks coming every day i've seen a mardu list of mutate that was fantastic um using oh, insatiable yeah. hemophage which will gain you life um i've seen uh, a couple of teamer lists show up that are just super aggro. Um, blue green will draw you cards. It's a great control. Soul tie is probably the best control colors for for mutate. But there is a lot of options right now, and yeah, I'm. Um, I'm waiting to see which one shows up as the number one, but right now the BAMP deck that I'm using is pretty nice, and I'll I'll link it in the comments um, for everybody to check out, and please feel free to add in whatever decks you want to as well, Zoe, and to the audience. Please comment. Um, let us know what you're playing. Tell us what you think of the mutate mechanic. Um, I want to hear it all broken? of it. Is it is it frustrating? Is it fun? Is it 
Is it any of the, is it, is it just, is it just weird? Well, like whatever you think about, just let us know. And, uh, well, well it'll definitely be interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, real quick, one last thing. I know we wanted to wrap it up, but, yeah. um, one, one last thing before we take off in regards to magic um, that I wanted to say because of COVID-19, it is very hard to play with your friends. We you know this. And for those of us who have cards that are just sitting here and aren't being able to be played because you can't go anywhere, um, recommendation, hop on Zoom or whatever, play on, play online, do whatever you can, just make sure to get your fix, have some fun, because yeah. it's a lot of crap right now, and you can't forget to have a good time, especially when a lot of crap's going on around you. I'm yeah, I would, I, would, I would definitely say find a way to be able to play with your friends, be able to just play in general. Um, Skype. Um, uh, I've seen people using Tabletop Simulator. Um, you can use Tabletop Simulator to upload your decks and they can upload their decks. Um, you can play uh, There's Always Arena, Magic Online as well. Oh, um, online. Yeah, I need to download that onto here next, but I'm I'm waiting on that one because I know that's going to suck my wallet away. And well, yeah, because you actually have to buy each of the cards in that one. There's no in-game currency to help out with buying booster packs and stuff. You gotta you gotta actually hey. buy your shit. You gotta pay to play. Yeah. Which I mean, Arena is definitely it's free to play, but. If you really want to be good, good, it is definitely play to play to pay or pay to play. Um, yeah, I would say so. Just, just, but, just if anything, to get those boosters and to help you get those duplicates, so you can do some of the crafting. I, I will say this: I've only done. Um, I've done. I put five dollars in so far. That's it. And it was only to get some gems and, uh, but other than that, I have not put any money into the deck. I've just been grinding it out, keep playing, finish all the color challenges, and those will unlock a lot of cards for you and a lot of uh, wild cards as well, so you can craft. Um, also, look online. There are free codes from each set that have released for three free packs from each set. So take full advantage of them, build that collection up, and have some fun. (laughs) But I think we can, I think we can call it there, man. This has been a very, very talkative session. I don't think we reached two hours again. Did we reach two hours again? Really? I don't think I don't quite think it's it's been two hours, but it has gotten it, but it has gotten close so far. So that's why I was kind of starting to be like, all right, let's let's start wrapping it up a little bit here. But all right, uh, I just again, miss you, man. I miss talking to people. I, 
I know, I know, right? Like human interaction. You, you take a lot for granted in this situation, and most of all, human interaction. And it's just like, damn. Yeah, it's. Um, and plus, there was just a lot to talk about with mutate in general. I mean, there's just the mutate is just so damn good. I feel like we covered it very well this time, and we got through. We talked about almost every mutate card that I can think of, besides the apexes. But I mean, yeah, the apexes are apexes. Yeah, bit. yeah, exactly. I'm not tripping. But um, yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you, Zoe. It is always, it's always awesome talking to you, brother. You take course. care, sir. You as well. All right. And you fans, you guys watching, you guys take care as well. We will see you next time. Stay on safe. Talking up MTG. Yes. What he said. <laughs>